in 1 Samuel chapter 12 this evening. And let's begin reading in verse number 20. Now, we preached a little bit Sunday morning about a transition time in the history of the nation of Israel. And we're going to do uh, another one of these transition time moments in their history uh, for a few minutes tonight. Let's begin reading in verse number 20. The Word of God says, And Samuel said unto the people, Fear not, ye have done all this wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And turn ye not aside, for then should ye go after vain things, which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, but I will teach you the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart, for consider how great things he hath done for you. But if ye shall still do wickedly, ye shall be consumed, both ye and your king. Let's pray together. Father, we love you tonight. We thank you for this privilege and opportunity. I pray that you'd stir hearts for your glory, that you'd draw us closer to you. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen. I have a very simple message for you tonight, four simple thoughts, really. But I want to remind you that the nation of Israel is at a turning point in their history here. Uh, They have asked, they have begged, they have demanded of God a king. Now, God had been their king, and God was satisfied to continue on being their king. But the nation of Israel, as they looked out over the rest of the nations surrounding them, and every one of them had a king, they'd go out to battle, the king would ride out with the colors before him. Uh, They began to lust after and covet the notion of having a king. And so God grants them what they desire. It reminds me of this. I've heard people say things like, well, you ought to be careful what you pray for. I don't know about that, but I will say this. When we let our heart desire something long enough, eventually God will give it to us. <clears throat> if we pursue after something long enough, eventually God will give it to us. We see this in the life of Paul. He wanted to go to Jerusalem. God told him on multiple occasions, Paul, don't go to Jerusalem. He said, none of these things move me, neither count of my life so dear. He went to Jerusalem. And uh, from that point on, a lot of the things that Paul loved to do in life, planting churches, traveling and preaching, He never got to do again. Uh, If you desire something, if you fight for something long enough, uh, God will give it to you. He won't withhold it from you necessarily. But I think it's far better just to be submitted to the will of God. Amen. And just to let God lead. I I saw somebody uh, said this, and I thought this was pretty good, that the uh, the ark, it was built to float, not to navigate. Amen. And uh, let God do the navigating. And the nation of Israel, they desired a king, so finally God gives them a king. So this is a transitional point in their history. And it reminds me sort of of where we stand at the cusp of 2018 here. Uh, we are at a transition point. And I understand nothing changes except the calendar day to a degree. But we have somehow conditioned ourselves in our minds to think of coming into the new year as it meaning new beginnings and new changes and new directions and new focus And there is no question, in as much as we use a calendar to mark off the the seasons of our life, that we are entering a new season of our life in this year. And I've got four things I want to give you that I think we ought to commit ourselves to in the new year. Four things we ought to make up our mind about. I see this all the time on social media. i got, you know, preacher friends and people on there. They're all talking about picking a word or a theme or whatever it might be for the new year. And that's fine if folks want to do that. But I want to give you these four things that I think ought to help us with our focus. And they're all found in verse 24. It's going to be very simple this evening. The Word of God says, and of course Samuel's speaking to the nation of Israel, and he sums it up 
all that he said to them and all that God's dealings with them have meant uh, as they're about to enter into a new relationship with the king, he says, Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. For consider how great things he hath done for you. Let me say number one tonight that we ought to pledge ourselves to go into 2018 serving God reverently. Reverently. He says, only fear the Lord. Now, isn't it interesting that he begins with the fear of the Lord? Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of everything. Listen, if you don't respect God and the things of God and the house of God and the word of God, uh, you're not going to have a very good relationship with God. And it'd be very easy and everybody would enjoy it if I spent time talking about how messed up society is here and how folks used to have respect for all these things. But we all know that's true already. Here's my question. Are we going to have the proper reverence and respect for the things of God? It's easy, listen, to watch the news and somebody goes by and vandalizes a church and uh, we sit back and say, oh, there ain't no respect for the house of God. It's easy to look at changes in society and culture and say, well, nobody has any respect for God. But let us look inwardly at our lives and ask ourselves, are we fearing the Lord with the way that we behave and live? To fear the Lord will touch our behavior, our actions, the way that we interact with God and with others. And if we have a true and healthy respect for God, what does that entail and what does that mean? Well, typically it means allowing Him to lead and allowing Him to show us wisdom. When you respect somebody, you want to know what they have to say. You're interested in their opinion and thoughts on a certain matter. And I think if we're going to fear the Lord, it's going to mean opening our hearts and minds up to God's leading in our life on a daily basis. Uh, listen, so many of us, were, and, and I don't even know where this fits in the message, but I'm going to say it. So many of us, we're trying to tackle 2018 in one big bite. And that's not how it's lived. It's lived day by day. And if we would just learn to commit this day to God, to live in the fear of the Lord, to reverence Him, to get, and let me just put it this way, to get serious about the things of God. Serious about it. Uh, listen, I, I'm not necessarily talking about making any great sweeping changes in your home now. If that's what's necessary for you to get serious about God, then by all means. But I'm saying all of us, if we're being honest, we've allowed ourselves to get a little loose when it comes to serving God, to reading our Bible, to praying, to seeking after the salvation of others, sharing the gospel. How easy is it? And listen, especially through this Christmas season, the only thing that ain't getting loose in this Christmas season is our waistline. Somebody say amen to that. But everything else, it's easy. We go into cruise control. And I, listen, I understand in the holidays it, it's easy to do that and our schedules are crazy. But I'm saying let's, let's gird our loins, let's man up or woman up, I guess equal opportunity preacher up here, and let's determine that as we go into 2018... Uh, we're going to go in with a reverent spirit, serving God in a serious manner. Now, that doesn't mean it has to be somber or depressing or boring, but it does mean that we need to start taking the things of God seriously. You ought to take your devotional time with God seriously. Your walk with God is going to rise or fall on the time you spend with Him in private. Uh, far more important, and by the way, listen, I'm not trying to diminish the role of the house of God in our relationship with God because it does have a role but I'm saying this, what goes on in your prayer closet will have a greater impact on your walk with God than what goes on inside these four walls. And part of fearing God is seeking after His wisdom. Part of having respect for someone is giving them the right of way. You say, preacher, what do you mean the right of way in our life? Get, allowing their needs and desires to be above our own. 
And for far too long, we've tried to push God into the back seat and to try to put His considerations and His desires as being secondary to our own. I'm just telling you, if we want 2018 to be a success, spiritually speaking, then we're going to have to start looking to God's desires before our desires. I I understand coming into a new year, and we're all like this. We all have things that we want. I mean, listen, there ain't nobody in here that don't want to end the year maybe a few pounds lighter than they've started it. Amen. Maybe a few dollars richer than we began. There's nothing wrong with having desires. But never let your desires trump God's desires. And never allow your desires to be the molding, driving, pushing, moving factor in your life. If you'll commit your ways to the Lord, He'll give you the desires of your heart. And if you'll determine, I want to please God with my life, whatever that means, however that looks, then you'll wind up far better than if you try to please yourself. So we need to come in reverently into 2018. Then notice the next thing he says. He says, serve Him in truth. We need to come in sincerely. You say, preacher, what do you mean? We need to have a sincere heart. We need to get honest about where we're at with God. Uh, it's too easy to play games. I'm just being honest with you. Amen? It's too easy to play games. We live in a society with a thin veneer of politeness that tempers and taints every single interaction that we have. And we get to where we treat God that way. Very rarely do we speak our minds in our walk with God the way we should. And very rarely do we tolerate God's convicting and dealing with our hearts in full honesty and sincerity the way that we should. Listen, if our prayer life is not what it ought to be, we need to get honest about that. And I don't mean honest with me. I mean honest with God. Listen, if, if we're not giving the way God wants us to, we need to get honest with God about that. If there's some things that we've allowed in our life that have taken His place a little bit, maybe entirely, but if you're like me, there's, it's not very often that there's something... It just completely pushes God off the throne of my heart. But there are things that start to try to compete and edge Him out. And we need to be honest about that. We need to serve Him in truth. Understand that God already knows the truth. And so, if you're not telling yourself the truth, and if you're not telling God the truth, the only person you're deceiving is yourself. You're not deceiving God. It's always funny to me, when invitation time comes, we all become a bunch of liars. Because all through the preaching, we'll be sitting there when, when it's not time to move. And let me just pause and say this. It's always time to move if God's dealing on your heart. Our altar doesn't close. You can deal with it. You can deal with God. You can use this altar from, I mean, the, the first amen to the last amen. You can use the altar the entire time. But it seems when the preaching's going on, we'll allow God to kind of start to deal with our hearts a little bit. We'll start to think, well, yeah, you know, maybe that is me. You know, maybe I've not been praying the way I used to. Maybe I've not been trusting God the way I used to. Maybe I've not been witnessing the way that I used But then all of a sudden, when the invitation time comes, we just become saints. Amen? There ain't nothing wrong in my life, nothing that I can't fix from the pew. Well, let me tell you something. There's nothing magical or mystical or spiritually infused about the carpet here versus the carpet there. But when God's moving on our heart and dealing with us to move towards Him and we in disobedience buck against God's dealing, then it becomes a stumbling block. Then it is a problem. And so I don't, listen, we're a long way from the altar call. I ain't padding the altar call, but I'm just saying, we need to get sincere with God about these things. We need to serve Him in truth. Being honest with ourselves, being honest of what our walk with God is, where it's at. Listen, take inventory. 
Is your walk with God as rich today as it was this time last year? Is your walk with God as vibrant, as passionate as it was a year ago? Does He have more of you today or less of you today than He had then? You don't have to tell the truth if you don't want to. But understand, God already knows the truth, so the only person you're lying to is yourself. Serve Him with all truth. Notice the third thing. It says, with all your heart. We ought to come in serving God unreservedly. Let there be nothing in our life that we don't give God. Nothing. Let there not be a single relationship. Let there not be a, a, a single zero in our bank account. Let there not be a single action that, that God is pushing us to or, or a single uh, endeavor of ministry. Whatever it is that God wants of our life, let's serve Him with all our heart. You know, we all have a tendency to put up fences in our life and to say, God, I'll let you in this pasture field, but not in that pasture field. Lord, I'll let you deal with this, but I won't let you deal with that. You're guilty of that. So am I. We all have what we call golden calves. That we say, well, you know, I don't know about that. And God can deal with us about a lot of things, but when He gets near that, all of a sudden we just turn it off. We quit listening. I think one of the greatest things that could be said about this year in your life is that you gave God all of you this year. All of you. No element of your life or, or your mind or your heart or your possessions that you held back from God. It's funny that we're so afraid of giving things to God. God doesn't need anything that we've got. It's us that needs to give it to Him. And in God pursuing us, we ought to understand God only ever does anything for His glory and our good. There's nothing in your life that God needs for Himself. Anything. And when I say thing, I don't mean temporal things only. I mean, there, there's no step of faith that He needs you to take because you're the only person in the world that He could find to do it. There's no area of your life that He needs you to step out and trust Him that you're the only person in the world that could do it and He can't find anyone else to do it. You say, preacher, what are you getting at? I'm saying if He's doing it in your life, He's doing it for you. Not because He needs it. He's doing it for you. But we all get selfish when it comes to areas of our time and talents and things in our life. None of us like to move outside of our comfort zone. We all have a comfort zone. Every one of us. I can't tell you the numbers of times that I've heard people say, Well, preacher, I'm just not that kind when it came to maybe, I don't know, witnessing or, or testifying or preaching or singing or whatever it might have been. And so I'm, I'm just not that kind. Well, listen, if God's calling you to, He'll make you that kind. I'll tell you this. When I was a teenager, I sure wasn't no kind of preacher. But God placed a call on my life and began to use me in that capacity. And what is it exactly that we're afraid of? We're afraid we're going to get embarrassed? Well, listen, we're supposed to be crucified with Christ. What, are we afraid somebody's going to criticize us? Well, join the club. Listen, all they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. There's no area of your life you should be holding back from God. To hold any area of your life back from God is to be disobedient and it's to be an idolater. And I don't say that because there's never been times in my life, and I don't say that because I'm perfect and God's done working on me. I just say that because it's the truth. For God to ask for something in our life and us to say, No, Lord, I won't give it to you. That's us saying, This, God, is more important to me than you are. 
Right? You know, when you was raising your kids, and there'd be that moment where you'd come up to them and they'd go like that. And you knew they had something they shouldn't have. And you'd say, hand it here. And they'd go, uh-uh. Uh-uh. And you'd say, hand it here. And they'd go, uh-uh. wonder how long we've been doing that with God. Wonder how long we've been we've had something in our hands stuck behind our back that God's been trying to get at and been trying to deal with us about, and we've been saying, uh uh-uh. uh. At the end of the day, what we're doing is making that thing an idol in our life. I'm gonna give you one final thing and I'm done. I know you don't believe that, but it's true. It says, Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. Look at this last phrase. For consider how great things he hath done for you. In 2018, we ought to serve God thankfully. Thankfully. We have so much to thank Him for. We spend so much time complaining. We may not do it with our lips, but we do it with our thoughts and our hearts. We look around and we say, well, this person has this and that person has that. And why, is, why am I going through this? And why are they not going through this? And this, that, and the other. And all that's just a big waste of time, and it's a bunch of nonsense, and it's just lies from the devil. Because the truth is, when you're walking in the Spirit, you realize that anything God gives you, He gives you by grace, and you never deserved it in the first place. Consider how great things He hath done for you. Those times when we want to get territorial over our life, when the Holy Ghost is dealing with us. Consider how great things He hath done for you. Those times when we want to slip into complacency and not have the respect and reverence and seriousness in the walk with God that we should. Consider how great things He hath done for you. Hey, listen, God took you serious when He died on the cross. You ought to take Him serious. And then there's there's times in our life where we try to hold things back from Him. Let us not do that in 2018.